Hello! This is the second um, Toads on Game, Toads anime on games, whatever I fucking called this thing. Um, I haven't done this for like two months, but we have a guest today. Yeah. Yeah, guests. Um, guests are great. Guests, guests are pretty good because it means I'm not just talking to myself like a fucking idiot. That's all part um, of fun. Uh, it's kind of fun. The last episode, last episode, I've listened back to it. And it does just sound like an old man running for like <laughs> to himself. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this is Dan Willis. Um, many Hello. Of you may know him as Beyond Sims. Yes. Because um, he does Sim things and he plays Sims and he knows about Sims and Sims. Sims is 10 out of 10. Yep. Um, uh, well, seeing as we're on that, we may as well start off talking about Sims, to be honest. Um, oh, fantastic. It seems, it seems appropriate. Okay. Um, so I'll let you go ahead and maybe explain what Beyond Sims is first and stuff. Okay, so Beyond Sims is a website which has been around since the year 2000 and I took over it in 2012, uh, so it's mine now, um, which essentially is a news source for The Sims um, where I post news, obviously, uh, previews, reviews, uh, other various crap that I think of. Um, and all that jazz, and then I've also got uh, the social channels um, at Beyond Sims uh, on Twitter, where that's usually me posting random stuff. If I see someone moaning about something, uh, I'll usually be there trying to make them be quiet. <laughs> that is how the social medias work mm. these days. Yeah, I'm very defensive over uh, the Sims 4 in particular, so if I see something negative, I... I'm, I'm getting better at being quiet. I'm getting better. Yeah. <laughs> I like Sims. Oh, that's good. I there would... you go, and that's that discussion this, done. This would, have turned... <laughs> this would have turned into like an hour of me crying otherwise. No, I like The Sims. However, you may hate me in this, but uh, I've not played much of it. Ah. Oh. My hmm. my experience with The Sims started with um, the first game. Yes. But the PS2 version. Ah, oh, that was a brilliant game though. It was, and I loved it. And then I've played sort of a bit of... Of everything else, okay. a bit. I played a bit of two, a bit of three. I haven't played any of four. Played a bit of the herbs and busting out. I played okay. a shitty little Game Boy Advance version of Sims Two, which <laughs> was not really Sims. No. Um, <laughs> and that's about it, really. Okay. But uh, me and my friend, me and one of my best friends, still play the first PS2 Sims now. Oh, it's fantastic. That's why. And. He'll come to mine or I'll go to his and we'll sit and play it. We get into this routine. I, I assume and hope the rest of The Sims isn't really like this. I know they've got advanced and stuff. I guess we like the original one because it is so simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and we get into this routine and we just silently just end up playing this fucking game for like hours. Just doing the same routine. <laughs> and it's somehow fun. I know. Um, it's really weird that. You end up at this point where you have so much money... And I've done so much and I've bought everything. It's like, what do we do? What are we even doing with our time now? So we end up just leaving our jobs and just building gnomes. Ah, well, <laughs> that's what I like about the game. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> yeah. And we, so figured, we figured if we just quit our jobs, spent our time building our creative stat, and then just build gnomes, we're going to have a hell of a good time. Well, that's you know that's what it's all about. Just um, there's some some people use it for weirder things. Um, I was in a article in the Irish Times once. It made me sound like a like a slightly crazy because it was talking about the ways people kill their Sims. Right. Um, 
so you can do some weirder things in there, but you can also do some cool things. Like if you like gnomes, go crazy. If you like flamingos, go crazy. It's just you kind get, of you get some flamingos, you get a pool, you get a monkey butler. You're having a good day. This is true. Then you pat, then you put something around the pool so your sims die. <laughs> like what? A fence, a wall. Oh, they would just drown if you do that. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Everyone's done it. <laughs> I I used to just. Um, make people cook that was my thing in the first sims just make people that can't cook cook let mm. them burn some shit yeah most of the time they burn the house down sort of trap them in they'll they'll they will burn and die and then you you just carry on doing that until you have about 40 gravestones in the garden <laughs> gravestone simulator and then you can sort of if you want make a maze out of the gravestones it's a game now have the Sims navigate the dead people. Oh, see, it, it makes you. It's weird when you describe it that way, but you you can you can do that, which is again, I think it's just like the best way to spend your time because every time you're playing it, you, you're doing something different. There's no set in stone way of playing it, so I find it very weird playing other games where there's like objectives and things because I'm just like I I, I just want to wander about. I don't want to do what you're telling me to do. Stop it. <laughs> I used to enjoy um, when when you have a baby and someone comes to take it away from you. Oh my god! I'd be like, "No, nah, that ain't happening, man." And I'd block off either the um, social worker or the baby with some walls, and the social worker would end up just staying there forever. We have a new pet now. Her <laughs> name is Sally. She came for the baby. She's staying here forever. <laughs> Ah, oh, she could be a new best friend. She, uh, yeah. <laughs> she sim- wanted to steal away my children, but instead, let's play Mario Kart. Well, The Sims taught me to, like, you can't leave a child alone while you're at work, because they took my baby and I never got it back. That is some bullshit. <sighs> I was so upset that day. The one Just... thing that used to always scare me was when a burglar would come onto the lot, and um, it would play the most creepiest sound in the original game. You'd be like, Wee! Or, Oh, it was awful. I literally one. I remember distinctly when that played once. I paused the game. I was just sitting in my room staring. My screen freaked out for ages because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Um, when you when you get into as I said, like the root the routine with playing someone though, that's just like part of it. Like you're yes. just in bed and you hear, Wee! you're like, right, come on then. You're, well, we have like a burger alarm and it's fine. And we're like, that's a good sound because that means we're getting some dollar. Because I do you get money. Sometimes you get money. Yes. Yes, 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 sometimes. Okay, I thought it was going crazy. No, you're not crazy yet. Good. <laughs> but no, routine-wise, I, it's still kind of the same in The Sims 4. Uh, you get very much into a routine every day of this has to be done, that has to be done, and you're just kind of just going through a routine constantly. I guess what I preferred with that first game, though, is, as I said, because it's more simple. Like, yes. The food options are literally just, you want a quick breakfast? You want a full breakfast? Yeah, uh, or a snack like that's good job. Yeah, you, you ate some food. Mm. Um, and I, it's not a bad thing, obviously, but there's more options. And oh yeah, it's like, what do you want to cook? Cool. Yeah, you can do that, that, that. Right. What yeah. do you want for dessert? Right. What you can have to drink? Yeah, I just like the simplicity of the first one. Where it's just like you don't have to track too much, and uh, you mm. know, it's all a bit more simple. I love playing the original just because the, the nostalgic factor, and also. Again, so simple and so fun, and the soundtrack is the best thing on the planet. I love it so much. Yeah, the soundtrack. I have it actually have it on my iPod because I'm cool like that. Um, so do I. 
and I <laughs> obviously I used to work at game, and I would play uh, my video game playlist over the speakers at work, because game game have a thing called game radio, and it's bullshit. So in in the Reading store, uh, where I worked at game, we um. We never had that on. We just put on our own music. And if it was my turn to have it on, I'd pop on some video game music. And, you know, I have like a thousand odd video game songs and I just pop them on shuffle. And sometimes the little Sims buying music would come on and everyone would be like... Dit, 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 dit. And everyone coming in would be like, is this, is this Sims? I'd be like, yes, it is. Oh, if I was in there when that came on, I would literally just be in there screaming. That has not happened. I'm going to have to uh, write a complaint, and I think, to the Reddit store. Should. You should. It, it was great because, um, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this is a fucking video game store. I have some game music. This makes sense. This. And you'd have people come up to like, the counter and stuff and be like, oh, is this from uh, blah, blah, blah? And they just, it was really cool because people would recognize the music and they'd sort of stare around a bit. And... Yeah. yeah Maybe games should just do that in general. You think they would? You know, it's kind of like in the name. It's, the game radio thing isn't like royalty-free, awful, like, covers of tracks, is it? Uh that's the worst kind of install radios. We, I mean, we literally never had it on. Oh, okay, um, that's right. Then. But I think, I think a lot of it is just, this is game radio, some f- order Pokemon, get a free Pokemon, pre-order now, two ninety nine. I think it's just that. Oh, great. <laughs> and maybe that less annoying voice, but... Probably uh, not. No, but extra points for you for putting on Sims, though. Well done. Yeah, I have, like, friends that play The Sims, like, a lot. They're good people. Sometimes, I'll, sometimes yeah. I'll, I will be at their house and I'll just watch them play Sims and stuff, so... I find it very weird. Until I got involved with, like, the community and all that through my website, like, every... Like, The Sims literally is a huge, huge franchise. Mm. Yet, if you say to someone, are you playing The Sims? Like, it's very rare. They're, like, they have, they haven't, like, played the latest version or they haven't played it since, like, Sims 1, Sims 2, and it's, like... It's really weird because there are millions of people who play it like yeah. regularly. It's it's one of those it's one of those franchises where it sort of does break the barriers of pro gamers and sort of normal gamers. Because um, I think a lot of people that are very involved in the game community sort of often forget that that isn't the majority. Mm. Like that is not the majority of people. The majority of people that play games just play games. You know, mm. <laughs> they don't necessarily get involved in the communities and stuff. Um, so I mean, Sims sells like shit tons. I oh, mean, yeah. ev- every single time it sells a huge load. But you, you're right. Like you can, sp- if you just speak to like most people that consider themselves gamers, not a huge number of them have played like the latest Sims. Or they go, huh? The Sims? That's not a game. Yeah. Or it's that, a- which is which is stupid. Which um, I'm just like, excuse me. <laughs> do do people say that? Do people say the Sims isn't a game? I've had that a few times, and I'm just like, right, get out. Right, what's their argument for that? Just because it's The Sims. Right, it's not a game because it doesn't have shooting then. That's what my brother <laughs> says, but he's uh, 13, so I'll let, you know. Yeah, like... we'll let that one slide. But um, one thing that's awesome, like going back to like who actually play the game is, because I do like an annual like event um, for The yes, Sims, yeah. um, and there, what's awesome is you've got people, I think we've had people that show up like in their 50s who play the game, oh. um, we've had pe- like parents show up with their child, they both play it together, and like the parent is more excited than the child, like, because they're absolutely buzzing that they're here, and it's so cool that like it attracts people all ages, and both genders as well. Yeah, it is one of those franchises, it is quite lovely, it is a very diverse community. Mm, absolutely. Um, 
as opposed to just bro gamers. I like guns. Here I am. Um, yeah, I mean, as as I said, I don't I don't play Sims that much, honestly. Mm. Um, my experience is mostly just the first one. But yeah, that's that that that's one thing I do like about the Sims. It's uh, it seems like a nice community. Um, There's a lot of drama, but uh, is otherwise there? it's quite good. Oh my gosh, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of drama in the community all the time, but otherwise it is... How? Well, yeah. just, just because it's the internet and internet does internet things. Yeah, or... people arguing or something going on somewhere and it's just like, oh, right. <laughs> right. That I didn't know about, but uh, I, I guess every... I mean, I, I think every community has drama. Yeah, every, every community around to like one specific game does that, probably. Absolutely. Um, that's the nuisance with being sort of an all-round person. I don't really... Yeah, kind of dip have, your toe in all of them. Yeah, I don't really have a sort of set community. Oh. It's a bit like when people ask me, what's your favourite game? And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like Something. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe maybe the games in my Twitter banner like those hundred logos but I don't know I don't know oh yeah it's difficult to pinpoint one thing would you say yours is the, like as a whole as is The Sims I'd say the franchise in general yes yeah but I can't pinpoint like one an exact thing I mean there's loads of other games that I absolutely loved like I don't know, even things like the Harry Potter games and all sorts of other random things, like I and older Lego games, I love them. But yeah, I so I kind of, I kind of all group them together because they're all quite awesome. But I've played The Sims the most, I think. I like the old Lego games. Oh, they're so much better than My, the uh, new ones. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't pinpoint why. I actually I can, but it's a really stupid reason. My favorite Lego games are the Star Wars ones mm-hmm. and um, the Harry Potter ones. Ah, oh, they were good. I'm not. I'm not even a big Harry Potter fan. I played them since the Star Wars ones. I, I played the original ones. Yeah. And obviously it has the force in it where you can move objects and stuff. Mm. And then there's such a small reason. but And then the, the other games after that, like Lego Indiana Jones and stuff, didn't have that. Mm. When they made the Harry Potter one, they sort of did it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, it wasn't the force, it was magic. And it's such a small thing. It really does matter. Mm. No, like. That's... Yeah, yeah, that yeah. gameplay just works with that so well, where you can sort of move the objects and sort of use the force and stuff. On, yeah. yeah, they're quite good. I think as well, like even going back even further than those ones, they used to have things like Lego Creator, Lego Island, and all sorts of random things. Oh right, very, you mean like you mean like yeah, the I old mean Lego old, games. old. They were quite open and kind of going back to like, I quite like games that are, you do what you want to do, like where yeah. they give you the tools to do what you want to do, and they're kind of all like that. So if, if there's a game you can do whatever the hell you want to. You know, city builder, all that. I'm just, yep, I'm there. <laughs> I I like games like that, but I don't like many of them because I don't know. I I, I like the idea of being able to do whatever you want and build stuff, but I'm just not that good at it. Mm. I enjoy doing it. I pl- I built like levels on Little Big Planet for a while. Oh, that game um, is so good. I thoroughly enjoy Minecraft. Um, mm. I just sit and play creative mode. I have no interest in the survival stuff. Same here. I just play creative mode and just build things. If a game like has a level designer in it, generally speaking, I don't end up using it. Oh. Yeah. It's because I, I'm i not that good at making things in general anyway. Okay. But when I play things like Little Big Planet um, with its level designer or Minecraft with creative mode, I sort of end up having 
too much of an idea, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't just want to build, like, this cool little thing. I want to build a game. <laughs> I want to make uh, a game. I want to make a game out of it, and I want to build this big... I don't know. But, uh... Yeah, no, I get you. But the, the, only, the only old Lego game I've played is, um... Lego, uh, Rock Raiders. Ah, uh, I don't think I played that one. It was... It was probably on the PC, but I played it on PS1. That was alright. That was... I like... I do like the old Lego games. They had a lot, a little bit of charm to them. Mm. No, they, which, were, they, were, quite, they were quite cool. They were yeah. Quite cool. The newer ones have sort of lost that a little bit. I mean, the the new Lego games are great, don't get me wrong, but I, mm. they have lost sort of a vibe that the old ones had. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Mm. Uh, back, back to Sims very briefly. Okay. The only thing I perhaps have wrong with it is... Is that it probably introduced the idea of DLC? Aha. <laughs> the only thing I can say about expansion packs and stuff packs and game packs now that we have as well is like they're not like s- small little bits, at least they never used to be, of like a little bit here, a little bit there, or it's kind of like another game on top of your game, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, no, I completely get that, but. If, at least with The Sims 4 especially, if people don't get new content, like a new ex- like we have usually like two expansions a year, two game packs, a few stuff packs, if we don't get that, people get really frustrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I've seen it's that. really you know, I've weird. Seen, I've seen that happen, yeah. People want... And I, I suppose I have mixed feelings on it because on, on social media and stuff, I'm obviously very pro-consumer. Yeah, which, yeah. And so I'm very anti microtransactions and and charging customers for more and more and more all the time. I'm obviously very into mm. that. But I have very mixed feelings about The Sims. Although I say I hate microtransactions all the time, I just mean the ones that sort of alter the, the gameplay. Like the ones that create the sort of them and us mentality and, uh, and stuff that's sort of stolen from the original game. I, I don't have problems with like cosmetic items. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With if microtransactions are fine if they're just gonna change your outfit or guns or something. I, I don't have an issue with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand that with, with with how high budgets are nowadays, to say that games should just sell you a forty quid game and that be that just isn't possible. Mm. Because gamers demand this a certain level of quality now, and yeah. that costs a huge amount of money, but they're not willing to pay more. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there has to be some sort of leeway. There has to be something. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. I'm not like against DLC. Um, like I... the big Sims packs that come, you know, the big ones that come with loads of different stuff. So long as that wasn't sort of taken out of the original game, I have literally no problem with that. That that's fine. I what I do what I found especially now like Sims Three, Sims Four is we get like you'll get like a big pack to say you'll get pets expansion or uh yeah uh, yeah they're great or, yeah or something like that that's always awesome because it, it gets you loads of new stuff but i found more stuff like small little things or core gameplay things get patched in free like there's, there's usually like a monthly free update and loads of stuff have been has been added in which is yeah i kind of balances out a little bit whereas i found with older ones if you didn't have the expansion pack you didn't have half the features um so oh, that, right. that's that's a bit better it's, it's better but no i completely agree i mean I think DLC has to be worthwhile if they're going to do it, because I know it, some stuff I've seen before, I'm kind of like, is that really worth that much? Yeah, I mean, DLC has to be it has to be worthwhile, 
it, and it has to add something to the game that wasn't taken away from it in the first place. Yes. <clears throat> and, and if it fits those criteria, generally it's fine. And then you have like the little, you have like the little Sims packs, like the IKEA furniture pack. Oh yes. I don't, I don't think is unethical. To be honest, it's just dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they've kind of gone on. They kind of went on a. They kind of made those monthly now. They had a oh, really? Sims Three store, like a, where you'd buy things. It was awful. It was overpriced. It was really annoying for the Sims Three. Um, they've kind of just turned the stuff packs into like a monthly. Here's some new content, like Halloween stuff or. Oh, it's Christ, sort of... or cool kitchen stuff. I liked quick crud kitchen. It was a bit crap, but. Um, Do they come with much those? They come with a lot more than they used to in the Sims Three. Oh, okay. And they're cheaper than they were. In how the much? Sims. How much are they? They're now seven ninety nine. They used to be nine ninety nine when the Sims Three came out, and they went up to fourteen ninety nine towards the end of its lifespan. I suppose it's be like it's be like fitting a doll's house, really, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of is a virtual <clears throat> dollhouse. I can't blame a game for starting a trend. That's not the game's fault necessarily, but like. The Sims yeah. did kind of start the whole expansion. Oh yeah, because that, that thing, thing that thing absolutely blew up when they did a uh, an expansion pack, and then since then that's kind of been a a money maker. Yeah, with 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 EA getting rid of Maxis, has that changed much? Um, not for the Sims because for a few years now Maxis has kind of been in like several different areas. They had Emeryville, which was like Maxis, mm. Maxis, like where Spore came from, where the original Sims came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and during The Sims 2, they split that off into a different team in Redwood Shores, so within the main EA area. So they still got Max's Redwood Shores. Um, so that's, so that The Sims honestly hasn't changed at all. But um, it is very weird that, you know, like something like another Sim City or another Spore wouldn't be made by Emeryville and the people that were there. But um, for The Sims, nothing's really changed. I know it's. Be- I think Maxis has kind of gone from its own label to become under EA Mobile. I think. I mean, but- they're gone. Maxis, they got rid of them, didn't they? They got rid of Emeryville. Ah. Yeah. So Red Maxis Redwood Shores is still a thing. I think they've got Maxis Helsinki. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, like like I said, like Maxis Maxis has gone, but. I mean, it's probably not the the, the original team that made The Sims. Oh, yeah, no. There's, All there's, of the key people are gone. There's still a few people who were on the original game, on The Sims team, but not a vast majority, I don't think. Yeah. Not a vast majority, no, because quite a few were in Emeryville. No, there's still, still a few familiar faces that you see, in because I'm one of those boring people that read through the credits. And, um, do you? Do you do that with everything? I occasionally read through the credits, yeah, like, you, when I'm, you know, when you're looking just not sure what to do, like, oh, I'll have a look through the credits, and I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, so oh I recognise some of these names, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's not the most entertaining thing to do, I don't think that's, like, the highlight of a game, reading through the credits. Oh, it absolutely is. <laughs> oh, the way it scrolls. Oh, credit simulator. Oh, my oh my goodness, we're onto a moneymaker here, mate. Dollar, dollar, dollar. We get, get on that Steam Greenlight with... <laughs> that will probably get approved. It probably would. Credit simulator. Insert all of your friends' names and have it scroll up as fast as possible. Wow! Ten ninety nine. I think we've just invented a new genre. I think we hit the credit genre. The credit genre of video games. <laughs> I love it. And there could be an arcade version, and it actually has to take credits. So you actually have to Oh my gosh, yeah. That's some meta shit right there. Yes, and... DLC-wise, you can get, like, font packs, colour packs, oh music God. packs. 
It's basically word art. Is is what is what that's what we're selling. <laughs> we're selling word art packs. We can. Oh my god, we can sell different types of font. We can have licenses. We can license Star Wars and have the Star Wars scroll. Charge a fiver for that. We're in, mate. We're in. <laughs> Quick, drop everything. Yep. Drop. I'm stopping this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm stopping it right now. I'm gonna go make the game. One more Sims thing, and then we'll move on. Awesome. Uh, what do you think the future of the Sims is? Ooh, interesting. Um, I like to think there'll be a Sims Five. So future-wise, I definitely think they'll uh, keep working on the Sims Four. Um, yeah. They always got things like expansions and stuff packs and game packs and packs of some description. Mm-hmm. Um, so that will probably go on for a few more years. And then I imagine there'll be it because it just makes so much money for EA and because it's such a large following. Because I know the Sims Four did have a mixed uh, reaction when it launched. No, I think future-wise, we'll see something like that. I, I'm just a bit gutted that SimCity uh, won't necessarily get that, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll cry in the corner. But I think as well, it'll maybe maybe more mobile things, potentially, because um, the Sims tried that, free though, play rakes in the money. Oh, does it? It's right. always near the top of the app stores. I don't understand how. That's funny. I always thought that they're sort of more mobile endeavours had never really worked out. Like, yeah, I wasn't aware it was at the top of the charts. Sims Freeplay and SimCity Build It seem to be doing pretty well. It makes sense. Like, it, it, it does make sense. Like, it is it is one of those things that just, you know, you hear and you're like, oh, yeah, that'll probably work well for mobile. Mm. But they did, like, the Facebook version, and I, it's probably oh, more yeah. a problem with Facebook necessarily than The Sims. Yeah, but, they like, closed that down didn't there. do well. No, it's a shame that, but... um. You know, I definitely think maybe more mobile things, which, you know, for that audience, it's great. Yeah. Um, but definitely think it will kind of stay on... It Well, it is a PC game, so it'll just keep doing what it does, hopefully, for another... How it's 16 years old now, so hopefully for at least another 16. Yeah, it's one of those franchises that sort of has sort of managed. Because they're not... Un- I mean, amazingly, almost, for EA, they're kind of not overdoing it. Well, I mean, they have all the expansion stuff, but because they'll only make a new instalment, what, what, like every four or five years? Yeah, about four, five, six years, yeah. Yeah, and that's different enough each time for mm. it to, uh... yeah, I think it will last a while. I hope it does. <laughs> I won't know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, yeah, so I look forward to The Sims 5 in Space, whenever that comes out. Ah, oh, can't wait. Sims 5 in Space. Coming soon. Coming soon to mobile and 3DS and the Vita. <laughs> yes, that's going to be fantastic. It is. I'll tell you what, it's going to be one thing. It's going to be a fantastic. It's going to be... Oh, it's uh, going to be one fantastic. That will go with that. <laughs> Sims 5 in space, one fantastic out of ten. And I'm sure IGM will say it has too much water. Too, too much water, it's space fuck is it doing there one fantastic out of ten big news big fat news big fat fucking news <laughs> big fat fucking how big news. is this news uh, it, it's, it's pretty big mate um disney infinity oh it's gone now isn't it yeah it's a bit upsetting that <laughs> uh yeah uh disney disney infinity gone pretty weird i find that very strange because i thought you know it seemed to be doing well considering it was on 3.0 i thought oh, it must be selling that is what's weird about it like even analysts and 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 myself and everyone are 
totally shocked by that because it was bloody selling well. It w- so I mean, it was selling well. It was the top-selling Toys to Life game at the time when it disappeared. Anyone that's been in retail sees how well it sells. It covers the shelves. It sells... Oh, yeah, everywhere you go, you've got, like... It's literally Disney Infinity everywhere and, like, Game Now yeah. and all of that. Yeah, and that that isn't there for the sake of it. It's there because it sells very well. Very well. And it turns out that now Disney have made a, a loss on it. Huh. They've made a loss. <laughs> They've made a loss from Disney Infinity. That's ri- I, uh, have they invested too much into it or something? <laughs> I mean, not... that's that's the only thing it can be, is that they put way too much money into it and just had, for some reason, wildly unrealistic expectations. Because they're Disney and they're the king of merchandising and it's a bit oh, yeah. failed at it, to be honest. But because they're the king of merchandising, I guess they just thought, well, Skylanders is doing really well. We have fucking Mickey Mouse, son. We can get double that. I guess that was their train of thought, which just never happened. They sort of rarely ended up beating Skylanders. But, I mean, for any other company that put a reasonable amount of money and and, um, interest into it, that's still billions of dollars. Mm, (laughs) Exactly. That's what I can't work out. I think they've just pulled the plug a bit too early because maybe a bit impatient. But they're making a loss. That's the thing. As far as, as far, I mean, unless I'm getting it wrong, they were actually making a loss. Oh, Disney, Disney. It's it's kind of upsetting because I mean they've kind of like left like the gaming thing now, and it's like I, I mean obviously they've got the t- titles and all that licensed out on mobile, but like yeah. it's just like oh, it's, it's well, just they, a shame. They dropped Avalanche Software, which is pretty much their guys for tie-ins. Um, um, so yeah, they're just not publishing games anymore, which is a real shame because you know they've been doing that for forever. Um, mm. publishing games but have never been able to crack it they've they've never been able to work it out they've always just done okay and they've done much better when they've just licensed the products out to, yeah. to developers that can do it that's probably um, their best way to go then yeah I guess they should all, always have just stuck to that I like Avalanche Software they made a couple of decent games they made uh, the Toy Story 3 video game that was good oh yeah you know they made the Tack Power of Juju games which had like a cartoon made never heard of that but yeah they're gone now um that's a shame uh, whenever a developer goes because obviously it's a lot of talented people who are kind of uh left at the end of the uh end of the stick yeah it's like a lot of people have lost their jobs um i think Mm. 300 people and yeah i might be wrong it might be it might be less but i I think it was 300 half of them probably just won't be in the industry anymore because they are living in like a specific state or something and they just can't move around to another developer I mean, it yeah. just happens it's a shame and you know the entire history of that company and everything they've done is is over and it, you know is it is a shame not the but nicest it, news it's not and it sounds weirdly like part of the reason this has happened is because Disney Infinity 3.0 was sort of mainly marketed as the Star Wars one yes I noticed that because we have them at work and um I, I'd always debated getting it, but I have zero interest in Star Wars. So apparently, even though you would think you know new films coming out, Star Wars is a big brand. This is going to work out well. Apparently, part of the reason this hasn't worked for them is because they didn't realize that obviously the target audience for Disney Infinity is like five to twelve or whatever. Yeah, they didn't realize that they would end up competing against other Star Wars licensed video games because they yeah. thought it was a different market. The success of Star Wars Battlefront yes. actually competed against Disney Infinity. Because, oh dear. Yeah, because apparently people in that age range, 5 to 
12 or whatever for Disney actually wanted Battlefront. <laughs> Brilliant. Which Brilliant. I guess Disney didn't clock on that like kids like sort of FPS games and stuff. And yeah, apparently like that ended up nicking a lot of a lot oh, of the interest dear. out of Disney Phoenix. It's like, do you want this game with the silly little toys or do you want to be Darth Vader and shoot the shit out of people, you know? Oh, exactly. Off, you can't refuse that. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the Battlefront games. Zero interest in Star Wars, but I've always loved the Battlefront games. But yeah. I got put off getting Disney Infinity because I was thinking, Star Wars, I don't want to play with that. <laughs> well, it's just, I don't much like the genre in, in at all, to be honest, like mm. the Toys to Life genre. You know, even including Amiibos. And I like collecting figures. So I, I admittedly, I buy them. I buy yeah. them as figures. But I don't like the idea of locking content away behind anything. No. You know, even a lot of the people that will attack sort of microtransactions for some reason leave a Nintendo and Amiibo out of it. Hmm. They like Nintendo just gets a free pass for some reason. Strange. And it's like, well, this is way worse. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It may seem better because fair enough, you get a physical item. Yeah. But like, if you want to unlock all the content across all the games, and I guess it's a little bit better because for the most part it's mostly sort of cosmetic stuff except from like Splatoon where some levels are actually locked away in that but it's like if you want every single amiibo you're looking at about two grand whoa like you're looking at about two thousand colonies and that isn't even a real term that's ridiculous yeah it's a lot of money and um I think Toys of Life is on its way out like I think that Disney Infinity's competitors looked at it going as a good thing. They're like, whoa, one of our main competitors gone. And I'm like, no, this is a sign that your genre is dying. Yeah. This, this is not a good thing. No, I agree. I just don't forgive the genre for what they did to Spyro. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, there's an interesting story behind that because, like, even if Skylanders hadn't happened, the game that they had planned before for Spyro anyway was even worse. Like, I've seen it, and it looks like a piece of shit. Oh, uh, no. It, it was like a realistic-looking dragon thing, and you flew around, and it looked like bollocks. Why you can't know? they get Spyro right anymore? Because they haven't got... Oh, God, who made... Oh, shit. Insomniac. Insomniac. Right. They haven't got them anymore. They're off to bigger and better things. So... They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing with licenses. Oh, oh my they... God. They have... Spyro and Crash. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, no. Skylanders will, will will crash eventually because the sales are falling and Toys of Life genre is dying. It was just a fad like Guitar Hero. Um, <laughs> and then after that, they'll go, we know how to save this genre. Crash oh. Bandicoot Skylanders. Oh, no. But he doesn't fly. Crash Bandicoot Skylanders! <laughs> <laughs> that will probably happen. You've probably just called that. Crash Landers. Crash Landers the... Wrath of Spyro. Oh no. There we go. <laughs> Please no. Featuring the Call of Duty dog. <laughs> that was. Oh no. Don't give them ideas. If they're listening in here, they're going to be rubbing their hands together, dollar like, signs oh, in their eyes. Call of Duty ghost dog. You'll see your name pop up in. Uh, you know, I'll look at the credits and I'll be like, Ryan Brown will be in there thinking, what have you done? You know, saying that, that reminds me. I once had a dream. It was a fantastic dream. Not a Martin Luther King level one, but a, <laughs> a pretty good one about Crash Bandicoot. Okay. And we made love. No. And and <laughs> wow. and oh god, that would be a mess. <laughs> um. Oh god. Um, I had a dream about Crash Bandicoot, 
um, that I remade it. Okay. Well, that I the Activision just went, "Oi, you, come here. Who are you? I'm Ryan Brown. Good, you." You're going to direct the next Crash Bandicoot. Oh, 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 you are going to do it. And then I did it, and it was fucking brilliant. Did it get 10 out of 10? It got 11 out of <laughs> something. 20, maybe. Hopefully not out of 100. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah. Um, like I actually wrote dream. an article not that long ago about how I would like the next Crash Bandicoot to be. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played or heard of Crash Twin Sanity. I'm not sure. I've played. I've no. I've played one Crash Bandicoot game on the PS1, but I'm not sure which one it was. So those are the good ones. Like the first three, and Crash Team Racing were made by Naughty Dog. Those are the good ones. Everything after that is is crap. Um, (laughs) You know, like people people want a new Crash Bandicoot, but they forget the last good one was in 1999. Yeah. But, But anyway, yeah. So Crash Twin Sanity was made by Traveller's Tales, I think actually. Okay. And um. It wasn't very good, but it had like these little elements that you could tell were trying and that were really good. And I think like a future, like the next installment of Crash Bandicoot, if it were to happen, should take the good elements of that and build on that. They Mm. won't, but they should, because it just felt like it felt like it should be what Crash Bandicoot is. Um, it, It like its soundtrack was all acapella. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like who does that? Like the the That's entire different. soundtrack of the game was all acapella and it was beautiful. Um, That's different. It was really weird. It was really good though. Um, <laughs> and you know it was all it was really colourful. It got the humour like spot on. It like got it dead on. Oh, that's good. Really good. The dialogue and the voice acting was superb. Better than any of, any of the Crash Bandicoot games. The little that they had. I mean, the only problem, and it's a fairly big problem, was the gameplay was a bit crap. Yeah, that's kind of a big factor. <laughs> but, uh... So, it, it didn't turn out to be a good game, but it's like, it's one of those... It's it's the best bad game. That's what I'll say. It's, it's the, the best game that is kind of meh. Okay. The at best least, one at least, at least, you know, like you say, they kind of started making, like, paving something. Yeah, you could tell they cared. You could tell they had ideas. And, and that's nice. You can. It's nice when you can tell that team care about the thing that they're doing. And they did. And I guess they, then it comes down to time restraints, what they can fit in. Yeah, um, I mean, in the PS2 era, that wasn't as much an issue as it is now. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I don't think it was even that. I just don't think they were very good at nailing the gameplay. It was nice because yeah. it felt a bit more open. It wasn't like open world, but the levels were a bit more open. It was still linear, if that makes any sense. And that was nice. You know, it was just it just had the elements that I think a future Crash Bandicoot game should have. Mm. Well, um, hopefully, one day he'll return, and they would have read uh, your suggestions, uh, or you'll be the director of this game. Yeah, but either of those good for me, <laughs> so I'm happy. Yeah, the only thing is Activision own the bloody thing. So oh no, I I don't know why, but there's some confusion. Like people think that Sony own it, they oh, don't. I just think a lot of people at the moment, at least. Uh, Older gamers really want things like something like a Crash Bandicoot game or a or a decent Spyro game or yeah. just something like that. I think that's kind of in the, like just a lot. I think that it would sell well if something like that happened. I think the success of Ratchet and Clank will help. Mm. Because yeah, that's Ratchet done really Clank, well, hasn't it? It's done very well. It it's done way better than was expected. It it was the it was number one in the UK charts for two weeks running. Wow. Up against Dark Souls for fuck's sake. Oh wow, and Ratchet and Clank's beating it. 
it hasn't it hasn't outsold Dark Souls, but like on on Dark Souls second week out, Ratchet and Clank came out and managed to get number one. Oh wow, um, that's really good. Yeah, that's crazy good, and it sold it's it sold way beyond expectations. It's it's it for April it was the number two best selling game for the whole of the month, which is really really good. That's awesome. Um, you know, it outsold uh, outsold Quantum Break. <laughs> Quantum Break only ended up getting like sixth place or something. Oh wow. Be- ah. Behind Minecraft, which is a bit embarrassing for them, <laughs> a four-year-old game. Yeah, um, I suppose again, like that, that that game sells like hotcakes. Yeah, it? yeah, Minecraft's the best-selling game of all time. So, but yeah, Ratchet and Clank, I think will help. I think the success of that game is going to change things a little bit. I mean, the reason that game sold well is is uh, Sony thought it was going to sell well off the back of the film, which is why they dropped the price down to like twenty-eight quid for launch. I'd say it's a very low price yeah. for a, a, a new game. It's usually like 50 quid now on console. Yes, yeah. So their business plan for that worked, but not for the reason they wanted it to. They wanted the film to do very well, which it was never going to. It's bombed, obviously. Uh. Um, they wanted the film to do really well, and then kids would see this very cheap game, and they would just buy it. You know, yeah. it's cheap, they've seen the film. But it didn't work like that. The film bombed, but because this game was so cheap anyway, and because it got like exceptionally good reviews it sold really well a feedback from like customers to retail i hear was that yeah i bought because it's cheap that's that's effectively and it turned out to be good is the new one kind of like a like a reboot of the series because i know a lot of games now kind of instead of like saying like i don't know like say sim city 5 they've just called it sim city or they've just called it ratchet and clank yeah so it's basically a reimagining of the first game there are some differences but if you've played the first game, like it, it is it is exceptionally similar. Um, most of the level design is the same. But it's very. It, I mean, it and Firewatch are my two favorite games of the year. Oh, like, awesome. Ratchet and Clank, the new Ratchet and Clank was very good, um, and visually, it's probably most the most beautiful game I've ever played. Like on a visual level, oh, like, that's awesome. because it's just so colorful and so vibrant and gorgeous. Uh, Insomniac are great at that. You know, they did the same thing with, Sun- with Sunset Overdrive. They- their colours are just exceptional. They know how to use colour. Um, yeah, and I think the success of that game will help. I think Activision will have seen how well that game sold and gone, yes. oh, hang on, we have some old-school 3D platformer mascots. Ooh, what can we cash in on today? Um, I don't think we'll see a new Spyro because it's too tied into Skylanders now. Um, mm. But a new Crash? Maybe. Maybe. Well, you'll be the first to know because you'll be the one they approach. Yes, they'll be like, Ryan Brown, you are a bandicoot. You're the most famous bandicoot other than our own. <laughs> you spin and make noises and you wear a mask. Let's do this. And I will respond with, whoa! And then we'll go. Then there, we'll do it. There you go. Dream come true. Dreams are made here. On this podcast on is the... where dreams come true. This is where it's at, mate. This is the Dreamcast. The Todon Games, or whatever it's called, podcast. Dreams. Dreams are here. They're made here. Mm. We mix them in a cauldron. We serve them up in six individual cups. There aren't even six people. But then we'll, we'll drink three each. Dreams. Ah, oh, more dreams for us. More. Three dreams. Three dreams each. Ah. Oh. Fantastic. Served by witches. Well, <laughs> that's different. It's uh, it is, and that's what's good about it. Well, I never knew there were witches when I uh, agreed to do this. So yeah, know. sorry, I, I should have mentioned. Spoiler warnings. 
podcast may contain some witches. Oh, wow. At least four, maybe three. Maybe three. Oh, it's one like on holiday or something. Yes, one is on holiday. Ah. Wow. To Witchland. Okay. Which is actually, despite the name, is actually the land of Yetis. Mm. Yeah, they they fucked up. They named it wrong. <laughs> um, so Doom is out today as we record this. Yes. Doom. Doom. In, all in caps. Never played it. As if you're screaming it. You've never played any of them? None. Ah. Is that bad? <laughs> I mean, no. Some would argue that the originals haven't lived up well because they've aged. I would disagree. I would say that they're fucking idiots. Um, I, I remember seeing, uh, like, I think, was it Doom 3 in yeah, Safeway years ago? It's, that's not very good, that one. I remember seeing that on the shelves, but that's kind of the only time I've seen, like, Doom about, but I was uh, too young to be allowed to play that. See, my parents were delinquents, and I was allowed to play whatever I wanted. Oh, my parents didn't mind so much. It was more so, if I was with my grandparents, they wouldn't let me. Ah, I, uh, no, I grew up playing Doom from a very young age, for, like, four or five, was playing Doom. It was one of That's the first. Fine. It's one of the first games I ever played. You know, I, I I honestly believe that some kids can deal with things and some kids yes. can't. And yeah, it's no, up, I, agree. I think it's up to parents to sort of decide that. Oh, um, I agree. Every kid is different. Like I haven't been negatively affected by playing these games. I played I, I played like Silent Hill when I was like eight. It, oh, some, I agree. Some kids are cool with it. Some kids aren't. I don't know. Some kids don't understand how yeah, to like manage which, shit. Yeah, that's totally fine. Like some kids would be scared by it and uh, not be able to handle it. And, some do and that's that's totally fine yeah I'm not fucked up at all <laughs> but yeah I grew up on the original Dunes the first two which are basically the same thing and they're great they, I mean they're great now like they're actually legitimately still good games now today you can play them and be like wow this is a decent game mm. just because they're designed beautifully well like just exceptionally well obviously it was revolutionary because of what it did tech wise but even yeah. putting that aside they are really good games. Like they're designed splendidly. They are really, really good. Oh, and I'm, I'm not even a big FPS person. Yeah. I don't, I don't much like first-person shooters as a whole. I like classic first-person shooters, simple first-person shooters. I mean, the most recent one that I enjoyed was probably Shadow Warrior. Okay. And I, I loved it <laughs> because I, it's just sort of classic FPS. I used play. to like um, the Medal of Honor uh, series, like yes, back, like Allied Assault early 2000s i used to really enjoy those sort of ones mm. um not so much the new ones but yeah do i definitely do need to try doom one day one day need, i will you need to play the original yeah you need to get a go is it on uh, i wonder if it's on like good old games or something like that i'll have to have a look uh around. yeah i'm sure it is i know it's on steam i know you can buy like, the the old ones on steam oh awesome oh there we go then that solves that problem yeah uh, they're probably quite cheap as well yeah they're, they are really good games i honestly believe you could play them today and still think that they're decent games that's it's good. sort of so long as you're okay with like very classic FPS, where it's you know very simple um, gameplay wise. It's just collect some keys, open the doors, shoot the things, done. Yeah, not nothing else to it, and it's nice. It's just very well designed. The monsters are beautifully designed and are really cool. The levels are exceptionally designed. Just yeah, great games, and I want to love this new one. As I said, I'm not big on first-person shooters. I don't buy first-person shooter games nowadays, generally speaking. Yeah. I- I'm only buying this really for name alone, which makes me feel a bit dirty. <laughs> well, 
because I know that like the team aren't really there anymore. The, mm. You know, the main guys aren't there. This is only id software in by name, really. So I'm just buying it because it's got the name Doom on it. Well, basically. hopefully it uh, is decent then. So yeah, you don't, it should be so you, arriving... so you don't feel this dirty then. Mine should be arriving within the next hour. I was I was offered a review copy for it, but they were send they were only going to send the review copies out on launch. Oh. Which is a first. I've never heard a publisher do that before where That's they they're only weird. sending them out at I launch. I know with the Sims 4, EA didn't give it to like IGN and none of the big people, but they gave it to like people like me and community members who like do reviews and stuff like a week ahead of time. That's odd. Yeah, they kind of they're very community focused. That was I found that quite funny because IGN were kind of saying, "Oh, our review's not here. You aren't giving us a code," and we were all kind of just like, "Ah, we got given one on the, Monday and it's out on Friday." The problem with that, the problem when when developers do that when they give them out either very late or set embargoes too close to launch or are very picky about who they give them to, it sort of does make you lose a bit of faith. It's like, well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. Why don't you want it to be reviewed? And sometimes it isn't that. Like, half the time it is legitimately they don't have much faith in it. That is yeah. genuinely what it is sometimes. But 50% of the time, to be fair, it is because they want to be able to control the hype. Mm. They don't want reviews to come out a week before you can buy it. They, no. don't want, they don't want customers to see, oh, wow, it's really good, and not be able to buy it. Yeah, yeah. They want the reviews to come out and also go buy it right now. That's that's what they want. Oh yeah, because if you think, oh yeah, I really want this, you'll be like, yeah, alright, cool. Because then it will like be, the reviews will be all over social media. It's like it's a really good game, and you can actually go on Amazon and buy it right now. That that's yeah. what they want. I get, I do get that. I get that. But uh, sometimes it's not that. Sometimes it's just that's crap. You know, because it's been so embargoed and stuff. No one really knows what to make of Doom. Um, I have no interest in its multiplayer. Zero interest. I played the beta. It was okay. It was a first-person shooter multiplayer. Um, I want the single player. Is what I want. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's decent then. And, I hope uh, so. Worthwhile. Uh, yeah. I mean, what I like about it is that. So I was interested in it when they announced it because it's Doom. Yes. And then they showed it off at E3, and it quite literally looked like piss. It, <laughs> I mean, it was the color palette was yellow, oh, and gosh. it was just like, yeah, we just put a nice piss filter over it. We we looked at the game. We thought, you know what, this could be with a nice little filter of piss. Hashtag piss. Hashtag Doom piss. They listen to feedback, which is like one thing a publisher just doesn't do. They listen to... The f- and the feedback was, this looks like piss. Maybe don't make it look like piss. And, um, yeah, they changed it. And it doesn't look like piss anymore. It's vibrant, nice reds, vibrant colours. As at least, Doom, at least they as listen Doom should like be. This. Yeah, which, you know. But why they're are... okay for that, you know, more so than most big publishers. <clears throat> mm, I mean, like, why would they have even done that in the first place? Like... Because first person shooters has got to be a man with a gun and whoa, look at all the greys. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they, the the cover art, for God's sake, is literally just a man with a gun. And it's boring. But the alternative cover art that they release is this gorgeous red, vibrant looking cover art with demons all over it. And they they should have used that as the cover art because it looks beautiful. Uh, uh, Never mind. I'm um, just quickly loading up on Polygon to have a... Oh, wow. Yeah. What, are you looking at the alt alt art? Yes. Yeah, it's beautiful. That is much better. Oopsie, Bethesda. (laughs) Yeah, so I turned down my review copy because they were sending it so late, and also because 
I had already pre-ordered them one with a statue because I kind of want the statue. Oh, they're the best when you get things like that. Yeah, uh, see, the thing is, is I don't like the pre-order culture. No. And I would usually recommend people not to pre-order something. Mm. However, if it's a genuine physical item that is actually limited, not because the, the publisher decided, oh, let's limit this random digital content, but it's an actual physical item and it will genuinely be difficult for you to find... It makes sense to pre-order it. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, with the same with like the Fallout thing with the Pip Boy, even though that was really crap. It was crap. Um, I know with the Sims Four, um, it come with like a Steel Series um, plug yeah. bulb that you plug in, and it changed color depending on how emotional your Sims are feeling. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm a- <laughs> I'm absolutely fine with that. If people want to pre-order that, go for it. Like you're actually getting a physical item that is actually genuinely limited. That mm. makes sense. That's what pre-orders should be for. Yeah, I remember those actually. We got those into the in the store when I worked at Game. Oh, so those. good! I went. I, I I was still in my old hometown there, so I literally walked in the door at nine o'clock on release day. And like, we know what you want. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I went home with Sims Four balloons. <laughs> the thing. Oh, it was fantastic. I'm a merch whore. That's my problem. Oh no, I'm, I'm awful things like that. I've got all sorts of random bits and bobs. Ugh. And I get the thing is, it it becomes difficult for me being such a merch whore because obviously I get crap from PR. I just, I just, I just get crap. Like at the at the moment, I'm wearing a Doom shirt that mm. Bethesda sent me recently. It's an XL. Oh well, because lots of space to grow into. It's it's for gamers. Give them an XL shirt. It kind of makes me feel dirty when these when PR does this because it came like a note and it was like thanks for the support and I was like I'm not giving you support. That's <laughs> that's not my job. Like, thanks for the support. I'm not supporting you. I'm taking a review copy to review and tell people whether it's good or not. Mm. I'm not supporting you. I don't work for you. No, thanks no, no. for the share. Thank you. I'll wear this to bed now. <laughs> it be, yeah, it just it, 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 uh, it just makes me feel dirty when people do this because it's like they want to be mates with you, you know? Mm. But in a sort of very seedy, sort of very businessy way. It's their job that you know. I don't. I don't hate them for it or anything. It's their job. Of course, they want you to review their game well. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, ugh, it just feels so dirty sometimes. And some of the stuff a PR does, and it's just like, Bleh. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I say no, that. No, I I'm still wearing it, but it's a cool freebie, I guess. Yeah, it's nice to have freebies, but you have to be very careful to sort of block that in your mind when you're writing about games it's like they will send you shit because whether you like it or not even if you think you have a bias or not that sticks with you psychologically the fact that they are giving you things that's the mm. problem and and you're gonna and i'm i will probably write a review for doom um it helps that i paid 100 pounds for the bloody thing <laughs> so you know if it ain't good i'm not gonna be happy about it oh no absolutely shirt or no you'll shirt be, you'll be a but, bit bitter um, yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's when sometimes they go over the board. I mean, uh, for Battleborn, I got this really weird press package thing. It came with some pins, it looks beautiful, ah. so it's a nice little press package thing. And then it's like, what do I do from this point? Because I don't want to be biased. Yeah. And whether reviewers like it or not, they depend on PR support. Yes. Like, I, I, made, a, I made a vow years ago, and which was... I'm not going to suck up the PR. Like, oh no! If if they're going to write me off for saying something, fine. Like, 
I'm very, very open on on social media, especially. I will rip the shit out of anyone, and it's like if they write me off, I'll buy your game and I'll call it shit then instead. I mean, it's not it's not a huge problem. No, it's ab- but like, absolutely. You know, if you don't get a game early and you're not there on the embargo, you do have a disadvantage to other websites. So mm. that's that's the problem. Yes. But like. I got this Battleborn thing. I was going to review it. I was like, eh, I'm not sure it's going to be that good anyway. I put the disc in, and it was always online. And I was like, nope. So I didn't review it. And instead, I just wrote an article saying about how anti-consumer the game is. Ah. <laughs> well, I don't understand. Oh. See, always online is an interesting one. If if it's like an MMO, then obviously that's understandable. Yeah, but like, this, yeah. Absolutely. When it was like SimCity, I love the online features. They're really fun. I like online games. Someone's tooting the horn. Shut up. Um, Kill him. <laughs> I'm gonna shank him. Yeah. Um, then, <laughs> but um, I, I'm but some don't need it. Like SimCity didn't need it, and that's why it kind of. I think SimCity would still be okay if it wasn't for the whole onla- online server launch thing. And then they obviously eventually made it offline. So yeah, so I think the new Need for Speed as well was always online as well. Uh, yes, and um, I believe the crew had the same problem. Um, obviously, as I say, Battleborn. And the problem is, as you say, if it's an MMO, there's no getting away from that. <laughs> it has to be always online. Mm. Fine, whatever. But with games like Battleborn, where it has a bloody single-player mode on it, and you can't access the main menu unless you're connected to the internet, that's there, stupid. There's no excuse for it. I, I, mean, I get like developers want to build it as like a platform or like a service, but like it's ridiculous. You the, don't need it like that. The problem there is there's the multiple problems that come with doing that. A, obviously, if your internet connection either isn't working or you don't have one, you can't play that game. Mm. B, if PlayStation Network or Xbox Live goes down, you can't play that game. C, which for me is the biggest problem, five years time when they take those servers down. You can't play it anymore. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. E- even the single-player mode, it's done. Like, you may as well throw the disc out. No one's ever going to be able to play the game ever again. And, like, video game preservation means a great deal to me. It means, like, a heck of a lot to me. I will not buy a game or pay anything for a game if I don't think that I'll be able to go back to that experience at a later date. Oh, yeah, that's one thing I love doing, going back and looking at... Um... Yeah. Uh, older games whereas it obviously once they're gone it's kind of like oh that's a bit absolutely and that means like a heck of a lot to me so if Battleborn is going to lock I haven't even touched the bloody thing since like I've turned it on my PSN connection hasn't been that good recently so it was like oh you're not connected to the internet and I was like well that's that's that then I mean I'm not playing it anymore (laughs) glad I didn't pay for it I might play it a little bit and Battleborn looks I mean at best okay you know I'll give it one thing putting aside that I genuinely genuinely feel like it's unethical as fuck to make always online single player games yeah Um, putting that aside the thing I do appreciate it for and the same with Overwatch is it's made publishers realise that it's okay to have colours because Battleborn it's a very colourful game is it yeah very colourful it looks like you're playing Ben 10 the video game um (sighs) I mean that in the nicest way possible. Um, yeah, both Battleborn and Overwatch have brought colour back and the nice, vibrant colours. And Battleborn has been selling well, I hear. And Overwatch is obviously going to do hella good because it's a Blizzard game. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. They and always yeah, do it will teach well. people that oh, we don't have to have these dull-looking colours and games because we're actually in the year of HD and 4K TVs, so we can actually utilise colour palettes color. beyond grey. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Twilight the video game. Why was that in everything? Oh, God, no. Don't you think it was? Oh, no. Burn it. Mm. 
<laughs> One quick thing I forgot to mention um, when we spoke about Disney Infinity. Mm. I had some people asking me, does this mean that Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't happening? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have n- nothing to do with publishing Kingdom Hearts. Oh, um, that's a relief then, isn't it? Disney... Yeah, that's entirely Square Enix. Kingdom Hearts 3 won't be affected literally whatsoever. Neither will any of the Star Wars games. Neither will any of the Marvel games you like. They're, they're all licensed. Disney don't publish them. You, you're good. The, uh, one, one quick thing, and then we'll go to sort of the user content stuff. How do you pronounce Mario? 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 Mario. Yeah, Mario. There you go. Anyone that says it's Mario, literally just stop. Mario. Mario. Yeah. Um, it's mostly Amer- it's mostly Americans. It's pretty much all Americans. Mario. They need to sort themselves out. And there is sort of evidence for both now, which is a shame because Charles Martinet in Super Mario sixty four he said Mario, but in some of the games he does definitely say Mario. Um, oh. But it's Mario, so it go away, Mario. go get lost in Luigi's Mansion, and let a boo eat your face. That sounds pleasant. It is. I've done it twice. This is my third face. <laughs> Screw a new one. Yeah. Well, did have many specialities here. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm like a Pokemon, mate. I've got special attacks and everything. It's great. Brilliant. <clears throat> right, to the user thing, as suggested by uh, someone, I gosh, can't remember who, but someone on my Twitter suggested that I should have user content in here, which is a good idea. I'll ask a question... Or everyone can ask a question to me on Twitter instead and we'll discuss it and talk about it. Topic this time was the game that you think is, critically speaking, the best game you've played. Not your favourite game necessarily. Not the game that you think is your favourite. But trying to push, if you can, push all those biases aside and just on a critical level think about the game that you think is the best. A lot of the responses I got was, predictably, I got like 20 people respond with Ocarina of Time. Another game I've never played. I've played it, but I played it. I played it after having played um, Wind Waker, so it wasn't my first 3D Zelda. Okay. <clears throat> and that changes things. Uh, if if it's not the first 3D Zelda that you've played, that completely changes it because the mechanics that that game brought in, which were totally revolutionary at the time, I I, I completely understand why that game gets the rep it gets. Stuff like auto aiming and and the camera controls that that game had oh, wow. did not exist before Ocarina of Time. They made that shit. I get that, uh, but like if you've played a different Zelda and then play Ocarina of Time, it just isn't the best. <laughs> yeah. It just isn't the best one. Um, well, I guess it's understandable. I guess if you have that nostalgia attached and that's the first one you've played, and I imagine if that was the first one you played, that experience would have blown your freaking mind. I do mm. understand that. But if it wasn't the first one you played, it doesn't have that impact. Much like another one of the suggestions, which was uh, Final Fantasy VII, wasn't the first Final Fantasy I played. I played Final Fantasy VIII and then played Seven, so the impact was lost, was lost on me. How many Final Fantasies are there? Uh, I mean, number-wise, the fifteenth one is coming out. Oh um, wow! And that's main installments, but then you have like X two, you've got like thirteen two and thirteen. Like, this is very confusing. If you're counting all of the spin-offs, I'm. It must be like eighty to hundred games. Way. It's a. It is a huge franchise. Yeah, massive. That's crazy. Massive. Um, and I've never been that into it. I I finished eight and I finished ten and that's it. I haven't really, haven't really finished any other ones. That's crazy. Yeah, they're all right. Most most of them are all right. Some of them are great even. Mm, uh, I, I remember I almost picked up one once on the PS3, but 
I unfortunately decided to go against it and put it right back on the shelf. Yeah, probably. I mean, if it was 13, probably wasn't that bad of an idea. I don't like 13. I don't like any of them. I think they're all crap. However, Final Fantasy 15, that's looking good. I like that. And maybe that's because I like that battle style, because I loved Kingdom Hearts and stuff. I like that battle menu and stuff. And the demos have been great. The Final Fantasy 15 demos so far have been really good. Um, that's, always, that's always good then, if it's looking good. Yeah. As someone that has virtually no interest in the franchise, I think that Final Fantasy 15 is going to be great. And I think it's I think it's going to... Yeah, I think it has the best chance of making that series mainstream again, Final Fantasy XV. If that game can't make that series mainstream again, it never will be. That's its best shot. Hopefully they don't screw it up. <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, it's been in the making for ten years, so... Whoa. Yep. Ten years. A long time. That's a very long time. What would you say is the game that you've played that you think, critically speaking, is the best game? On a critical level. Oh, so what way do you mean, like, critically? Like, like if you had to... Um, maybe it's just, like, my review brain kicking in, but, like, try and put aside, like, your favourite ones because they have elements that you personally enjoy. Yeah. And you're nostalgic for them. And just think about the game that you think literally has the least amount of flaws and is almost, like, actually perfect on a critical <sighs> level. Hmm. It can be one of your favourites. I mean, it, it likely will be. It's... Hmm... Off the top of my head, oh, I don't know. I'm kind of battling my head between three video game titles at the moment, and they're all completely different things. Go on, what what ones? Go on. So, first one, obviously The Sims, but that might be slightly biased. What the first one? Or... Yes. Okay. Just because, critically, one, it was thought it wasn't supposed to be like this crazy amazing game. It went to do on amazing things. It yeah. ended up like managed to bring more women to yes. gain interest in games yeah. um, and has a, like I think it has more women now playing the game yeah. um, it was, I, I it do was like 50, it for that yeah. so that's really cool and it also kind of reiterated the fact that things don't have to have like an objective in it for that reason I loved it another one would be Age of Empires okay uh, again like I just I like games like that I just think it's freaking awesome I think that's probably not critically I just think it's freaking awesome mm-hmm. um, and no I think I'll go between those two titles I think because I definitely think the other one is me just thinking oh that was a really good game which was what I'm curious oh my first PS2 game was Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets ah oh you the... played the PS2 version <clears throat> see I, the only the, the old Harry Potter game I played was uh, Philosopher's Stone uh, I played them on P- P- uh, PS1, PS2, and PC because uh, they were all different games. I don't think any of them got that high a reception, but I genuinely think the Philosopher's Stone was a really good game. They had like, a like an actually good game. They had a kick-ass soundtrack for the first three yeah. were the best ones. Um, then after that, they kind of. Did you yeah. ever play the Game Boy version? I did not. Oh. I played the uh, DS version of one. Because of them. even the Game Boy version was really good. Like it was a totally different game. Obviously, um, they were sort of an RPG series, basically, That's cool. and they were they were really good. Like the first two, brilliant, great games. Yeah, for me, um, on a, on a critical level, mm. um, I think, critically speaking, the best game I've played is probably Super Mario Galaxy. Okay. It's not my favourite game. It's it's probably in my top ten. I remember having that. I... My my favourite game is probably Kingdom Hearts, but I absolutely know that that's a lot due to nostalgia and it, <laughs> it has it, it has huge flaws. But I think Super Mario Galaxy is critically speaking the best game I've ever played. I mean, it's 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 pretty much flawless. I mean, it is. 
I, I I think it's it's sort of the best thing Nintendo have ever done. I think it's it's their. It, it is quite a cool game. I mean, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I had it on my Nintendo Wii. I honestly hated it. Um, wow. Like one of my friends would come over, they would, I'd let them play it, and I wouldn't. Oh wow. Okay. But um, that's probably not uh, <laughs> uh, the best comment. But um, I don't know. I like I can appreciate it for what it is. I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get into it. Like I was like, oh, this is cool, but I just, it just wouldn't keep my attention. Well, that's fine. I mean, there's tons of games that have massive critical reception that gamers love in general that I have zero interest in that I just mm. don't get, you know. But yeah, I think I, I, I think anyway, on, on, a, on a purely critical level, um, it's, it's pretty much perfect on a, on a critical level, yeah. I think. It, it's certainly the best 3D platformer game I've ever played, and I love platformers. Whereas I think the best 2D platformer I've ever played is Rayman Origins. I've I've played bloody thousands because I play indie games, but uh, yeah, I think that's the best two D platform I've ever played. I think that one's on the <clears> Apple <throat> TV. I think is that a new one, Rayman Origins. Oh no, the one on the TV is uh, Rayman uh, Christ uh, Ventures or something like that. It's oh yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm confused. No, no, Rayman Origins is a pure platformer game. It was on the PS3, probably the Wii 360. It was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Is we done? Is there anything else we want to add to that? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Me neither. I don't even have a head. I've. Oh, I've you need to grow a new one. No, I've just got a shoe in its place. Oh, how, like, how, how's that working? Like a here? massive boot. Like not even a small shoe. Not. I'm not talking small shoe here. I'm talking <laughs> like a human-sized boot in place of a head. Ah, oh, well. Yeah. I can, well. <laughs> yeah. You can call me Doc Martin. I'll remember that from now. Okay, good, thanks. <laughs> it's it's surprisingly difficult to tie my my head lace because head lace. you have to do the lace upside down because it's your head. So and it's really difficult, and I haven't got any eyes because I'm a shoe. So I, I'm it's really difficult to sort of tie up. But where? How are you working? Like, <laughs> I I tell you what, I probably shouldn't be. Was it the witches? It no. No. Who the fuck are you? Witches. <laughs> the witches had nothing to do with it. The witches are good people. And oh. they've, they've had centuries of this shit. They've had centuries of people Funnily just assuming enough, they do this. The last uh, witch trial was held in my hometown in England. Mm. Are you saying that you turned me into a shoe? It was all me. I knew it. Confirmed. Knew it. Dan. Where where can people find you if they want to find you? If they wish to find me, you can go to at Beyond Sims on Twitter, or you can waddle on over to beyondsims.com and you will see all sorts of uh, fantastically fun things over there related to Sims and other simulation games. Sexy Sim nudes. Not quite. There is websites that do that, but I'm um, yeah, you don't want to go to them. <laughs> Yeah, go 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 to Beyond Sims if you like Sims. Yes. There you go. That you can have that as a review. Ah, oh, thank you. I'm gonna quote that now and yeah. have it in a banner. Beyond Sims. It's good if you like Sims. Mmm. There you this go. This is true. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is legitimately good. Um. Yeah. I, I love little communities that sort of focus on one specific specialities and and certain games because then they can sort of be experts at it. It's quite interesting as opposed mm. to. Me, where I do all round, so I'm not an expert in anything. 
but still quite cool because you get more exposure to uh, everything. Yeah, it's it's I I love following stuff like that, like Beyond Sims and sort of speciality sites and Twitter accounts and stuff. It's great because then you you see all the expertise on on specific things. It's great. And if you want to find me, I'm at Toad's Anime, and that's pretty much it because I am Twitter. I think you are Twitter. You yeah, are Twitter God. I mean, I I think I might be Twitter. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fair enough. If that yeah. if you are Twitter dot com. Yeah. So just go to Twitter dot com and that you're on me. Well done. You did it. Ten out of ten. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Little clap there for you. Right. I think we're done. Um, awesome. Bye. Bye.